0: Hi there, this is Alyssa from UnBusy, where I teach you how to simplify your mom life, create routines that work for you as a work-at-home mom, and gain more time back in your day. You're in for a treat today because this is actually a live coaching call. Andrea is a work-from-home eating disorder and body image coach with two girls. On this call, we're gonna map out a plan for her to be able to focus on her business tasks, even while she's working at the kitchen table, getting interrupted by anyone and everyone in the house, including her dog. And if you want a call just like this, but tailored for you and your problems, fill out this quick application to get started working with me, because I want you to be an amazing work-at-home mom and actually be able to get everything done. So let's make sure you truly love your work-at-home mom life. Head on over to the link below and let's make it happen. So hi, Andrea. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Alyssa. Thanks for having me on. You're so
0: welcome. Give me the two-minute brain dump on your productivity and interruption issues, if you would.
1: Yes. Well, we are heading into summer in the next few weeks. And as I am approaching that, I'm trying to figure out a daily system or routine to have in place. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. And in order To have, you know, the ease and flow through our day of me working on my business, me spending time with them, and then setting up those boundaries with them, like from this time to this time, I'm going to be doing this. So we need to find you something constructive to do that will keep you engaged so that there are the least amount of interruptions with me, because you said it, I am. My office is like at the kitchen table so I hear and see all and since they can see me, I think they just come over and it's just constant and that interruption really affects the productivity of me getting stuff done. So that is where I'm looking for some assistance and just really figuring out how how do how do I do this? working at home with my two girls around all summer long. How, how do we do it?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And this is such a common issue. I've been talking to other moms about on my calls. So now that we know what to work with, first off, one trick I learned from the book Indistractable by Nur Eyal is use a visual reminder. So if part of the thing is having to interrupt your workflow to speak to your children, do something where before they can open their little mouths, they're like, oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: mom's busy, or rather not that you're busy, you are working. Mm-hmm. So this could be something like plopping a chair in the entryway to your kitchen, something that's out of place, basically. It could be if you are sitting in a specific spot at the kitchen table, that means you're working. Um, it could be you are going to wear some goofy hat on your head. <laughs> Or this particular scarf means mom is on a call or, you know, something like that, that just works with people's natural tendency to always want to walk around and say hi to whoever's around, but you can interrupt before they get their mouth going. Oh, that's out of place. This is my signal. Sure. It could be a sign, but it doesn't have to be a sign of, you know, do not disturb, so that is one thing. So like for me, I will literally move my computer around and they know that there's one way that means I'm just working. And there's another way that means I am on a call with someone and the camera is angled in such a way that number one, they won't be on camera. But number two, that also means do not talk to mom. She is on video. She is recording this. So, so that you may actually, be helpful.
1: you actually change like the way you're computer your laptop is positioned on your table or
0: well I uh, I'm working off a desktop on a movable cart
1: oh okay so So then you will
0: face yeah okay yes but you could even do something like okay sitting at the end of the table here is okay but if I'm sitting over there by the window do not disturb something like that
1: okay Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah make I'm taking notes here as you're talking so that Mm -hmm. I can remember (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. And then I know dogs are a lot harder since they're not humans. I don't know if you can ask your girls, you know, can you go play with him in the yard or take him on a little walk around the driveway or something like that? If you know there's something that you absolutely must have that concentration and the dog will literally break it for you. So it's not like saying, I need four hours of peace and quiet, no dog. It's more like saying, this particular task in this window, can you jump in and help me?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, specific. Yes, especially if like he barks at something, you know. If you need like the quiet, Mm -hmm. yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Especially since they're getting older, they're able to take on more responsibility with him. Yes, with with paying attention to. Well, he's whining because he wants to go out, or he's whining now because he wants to come in. Oh, he wants to play. You know, it's like pay Mm -hmm. more attention. They can be more observant. And then it's
0: not such a big ask when you're like, for this time period, I need you to be on top of this. It's not just a blanket, you know, half the day, every day, a week.
1: Yeah. The expectation, just communicating the expectation with their role with taking care of them for that duration of time. Yes, absolutely. Um, And,
0: And another idea, since you also mentioned your husband will interrupt you. Have you specifically sat down and discussed with him the fact that you do not have an office and you do need to concentrate on certain tasks? Because he may think he's just being friendly, like this is part of the work at home life. We can chit chat around the house when we bump into each other and not realize that there's deep work and there's distractible work for you.
1: Yes, I know. Cause that's something, cause he actually works at home too. Mm-hmm. And I catch myself doing the same thing to him. Mm-hmm. So yep. both <laughs> have to have a conversation yes. about, okay. So whether it's a visual reminder, like you said, if he wants a visual reminder or mm-hmm. something, and I need one thing with him that's, it's easier though, he's on a different level of the house. Like he's in the basement and there's like a curtain. So he can just close his curtain
0: mm-hmm. and then I'd
1: probably just stay away. Yes. And then with me, I'm in the kitchen. So I don't know, maybe I need to figure out a different setup in my house even. If I can try to figure out a place in my bedroom, I don't know how I would do that. But I that's crossed my mind a few times too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I need to get out of this room but I also like this room because it has so much natural light mm-hmm. and I can see outside because I'm sit, I'm sit by the sliding door and I love that. And I, yes, I've, I've liked this. I've always wanted this little, I have like a little table nook and I like sitting in it, but I don't really want to sit in my bedroom. So it just, it feels daunting to try to make my bedroom a place that I want to sit in. But mm-hmm. that's a whole other topic. Yes. But yeah. So that's something to think about too. It's just moving where I am at but yeah, yes totally. it's trade-offs
0: and choices knowing okay you you do you can choose to be where you enjoy you can also choose it is too much work to retrain your family and sit somewhere else um still on the husband topic for example if he's wanting to tell you about something he thinks you need to know and so you're like yes but you can't interrupt me and he's like yes but i need you to know this you could do something like have a special notepad for him or oh yeah you just even your grocery list like set it on the kitchen counter. If you've got a counter before he'd walk in or something and just you write it down here, or maybe there's a pad on his desk. So he doesn't have to come out of the basement, walk all the way up into your line of sight and the whole, I will get to it in 20 minutes, or you get very specific maybe when your work time blocks are. So he knows exactly when you'll be off quote unquote. And I promise I'm going to look at this, your messages to me, they're very important. So as soon as I am done with this focused work time block. I'm gonna see what you wrote and go handle it. So he knows his messages aren't getting lost. Like it's remembered, it's taken down. You will deal with it. It's just your priority order, you know, is not now. I mean, it's the same thing. Like if you really had to tell him something and he was literally on a call for his job, Mm -hmm. you know you would either wait till he was done because you had to or you would slip him a note that he could briefly glance at or, you know, set something nearby. And it's that respect having to go both ways. Just because you're not in a physical office and your job looks more fluid, you actually are still working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that I should, we sh- We need to try making the notes because I know it is one of those things. It's like, it's almost like if we feel like we don't communicate it, then we think of it then we're going to forget it. And then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, we'll make a note of it.
0: Then you need to write it down or email yeah, it to each just, other or, or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because just because we're in the same house, doesn't mean it needs to be said to the other person right away. I think that's part of it too. It's almost like, well, I told you, so now that's done. It's like something you can check off your mm-hmm. to-do list, you know, you're thinking of it, but yeah, yes. we definitely have to work on those boundaries for he and I to make things a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. Just totally yeah. understandable. You've got two people working from home. Yeah. Now you were also mentioning occupying the kids.
1: So are they yeah. off from school?
0: Are you homeschooling or what? I forget.
1: They're they're in school. Um, but I do my five-year-old will be in kindergarten next year. Okay. So she's home Tuesdays and Thursdays, and she's actually home right now with me with a cold. But um but then specifically this summer i'm looking to you're looking ahead <laughs> i'm looking at i'm trying to get so much accomplished in cuz i'm building i'm in the building phases of the business so and that is like you said that deep focus work and really trying to gain so much traction in getting a get propelling myself far forward mm-hmm. as much as I can in these summer months because I'm actually going to be working full time next year mm-hmm. in their school so yes. I'm feeling like okay I'm going to be working full time in their school and then I'm going to I'm have this my my online business so this summer I want to capitalize on the time that I have mm-hmm but then in the same, but then we have, you know, all the summer activities, you know, it's, it's nice outside. we got sporting events. We have them signed up for their activities. So weekends are going to be busy. So then I have to protect my time during the week and on certain days. And that's that uninterrupted is going to be really pivotal for me to get stuff done.
0: Yes. So there are two different directions we can go with this. And I will tell you the one I'm using, but I will also encourage you that if you need to do the I've got to pay for a mother's helper or something like that, because this summer is my crunch time, it is the only time and that is a priority for me, then by all means, go with that. I have Mm -hmm. not used the paid childcare route, but in some situations, it is necessary and it is possible that will be this way for you. So first, we'll see what we could do with your hours outside of that. And then if that is not enough, that's when you know you, you need one of these other options. So Mm -hmm. what I am doing is I am not typically working when the kids are awake. So that means I get up before they do. Okay. I work during their afternoon quiet time because they're too old for naps, but I give them the same amount of time on the rooms. And then if you really need to, and you have energy, you could Mm -hmm. tell everyone, you know, go take your bath. It's quiet room time again at, at fairly early in the evening. Decompress with your husband, recharge, and do a little more laptop work. Not maybe recommended for very long, but you can do that. So I am keeping the mid-morning, late-morning lunchtime open for just like housework and being with kids and doing activities with them. Mm -hmm. That seems to avoid the shoot they interrupted me. Because then if you have a don't come out of your room till 730 or 8 in the morning type of a thing, and your kids are old enough now to understand the time and all of that, then you have to do so much less policing about, nope, I said, you can't bother me. I'm working, you know, because oh yeah, they are literally somewhere else. And then same for like the afternoon quiet time. You're like, uh, these three hours in the afternoon are for you. Like maybe they want to break from each other. Go to a separate spot in the house, each of you with your separate items and just have fun and like bill it as it's their quiet and their refreshing time. Okay. And then you work on your business and you're pretty much not interrupted. Maybe they slam the bathroom door when they go and use the toilet. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a very different level of being on-call parenting when they're not in the same room as you and not constantly coming out. Yes. So I lean on that a lot. Um, And if you need more hours, yes, as they're older and they're definitely getting into this age range, you can say, hey, can you go play quietly for an hour outside or in your room with XYZ set of toys that you know they really like? That I would pull out a little bit more sparingly when you're like, oh, I think my recording time is going to overflow. I can't fit it all in this afternoon. I really need to batch a ton for my course. I need to do some. So it's not like every morning, maybe. But you pull it out on special occasions so they don't feel like they're always being told to run off and play without you. Yeah. How does that sound like it would work if you got up before they did and you worked during nap time and you sort of like, did mom hat and business hat at separate times of the day?
1: I know I, I, that sounds, I want to, I need to start trying the working before they're up and I'm going to have to start working with my five-year-old on a, maybe like a boundary in the morning. Cause she's an early riser. Mm-hmm. Like she likes to get up by, you know, like six, six thirty, mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where. to keep her to keep her away Mm -hmm. or or, I I shouldn't say away but you know to keep her in her room for a little while um
0: well there's no shame in like saying oops I heard her get up all right let me go make um like bring in a box of toys turn on the light shut the door again and tell her I'll um, knock on the door look when you see the clock is at this time you couldn't come out Yeah. Because if it's this like 30 second, okay, here's your wake up toys, or you leave them in the room with her, if you know, she won't like stay up too late playing with them. (laughs) It's stuff like that. It doesn't have to be a literally uninterrupted time block, but if it's minimally interrupted with that, you know, you don't have to force your kid's sleep schedule to change for this. Yeah.
1: And then when you said, so like the the work before they're awake and then like working during quiet time then what did you say again about the evening it was like
0: um if you need to you could like- put them in the rooms early so okay. like at seven o'clock like you're oh, done yeah. with baths now it's quiet like maybe read some books or whatever they like to do it's not really loud winding each other up and you decompress with your husband and you feel like you got some flop time from the day And if you still have energy or you're like, ah, there's just like 20, 30 minutes of tasks I really need to wrap up, you could go back to your laptop and do some more, depending on whether or not that wrecks your wind down bedtime stuff yourself. And if it is, then, I mean, just, you know, forget it. Mm -hmm. Don't bother. But technically that is another time when the kids aren't around. I just want to make sure you have the self-care and the marriage time that you need to keep I know
1: that that can be an issue with me because when you had when you said, "How does it feel to separate your work time from mom time?" I like that because I'm trying to get to that point of of not working constantly, like that kind of like that workaholic feeling. Because mm-hmm. it's like once I start working, my brain turns on to that, yes. and I have the hardest time shutting that off and then slipping into like fun mom mode. <laughs> and because like my it's like my brain keeps writing content or writing, coming up with ideas. And then it's, and then I, I stay in it and I can't pull Mm -hmm. myself out of it. So, and then, then, then as you know, then when you're doing that, then you're not present with your kids. You're not living in the moment because you're like physically with them, but mentally my brain's writing and creating things and to shut that off. Yeah. That's
0: why the separate time blocks are the only way I've found to deal with that. And then the other way to make sure to really work with your natural rhythms is if you find that after an hour or maybe 90 minutes, you're like, I feel like I had a wrap on that much content or something. That's when you close the laptop and you shift to the play with the kids or the chore mode. So you you use certain lengths of time for your time blocks on purpose so that you don't start into another project and then have to try to cut yourself off halfway because that's when you'll resent it. So go with those natural brain cycles of I'm on, I'm I'm good. And boy, I'm getting a little tired. I want a break. Great. Switch the laundry as your break, you know, okay. swoop up the kids and snuggle them for the break. And then that way, you know, that you wrapped it, you can come back to something else later. So you are making progress and it's without interrupting it. Cause it's when we interrupt ourselves that we have that resistance and, but, but I wanted to keep going.
1: Yeah. And then I, I'm not honoring that natural feeling of, okay, when I, when I feel that inkling of, okay, I need to be done or I need a break. I don't Mm -hmm. honor that. I get pushed through because I'm like, I've made it this far. I've done this much. I got to keep going. You know, like just the, I have to, I have to relax.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which is a learning process, but yes, tapping into that. Because if you're already noticing those signals, great. That's probably like two thirds of the battle right there. And that's when you're like, great. I knocked that off my to-do list. Now I'm done for this time block and I'm going to knock off, you know, I don't know how many time blocks you'll have like this during the day. Maybe you had two or three. Okay. Then you only put two or three things on your business to-do list every day. There, I crossed that one. That was all I needed to do today or this morning. There, I crossed that one. That was all I needed yeah. at nap time. Maybe nap time is a two task time block. And in between is you get yourself some a snack or some coffee, and then you go and cross off your second list. And as soon as you're done with the Last thing for the day, you are done for the day. It's that kind of a, a finite to do list here. We'll yeah, also trying, really to,
1: trying to retrain those mm-hmm. habits yes. of stopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder if, um, I wonder if physically writing them down and seeing them is something that I'd have to do
0: because I've you never done that, that.
1: I've always been like one. I I will write stuff down a little bit, but I always write down way too many things Mm -hmm. and then, and then I'll, I'll cross things off, but I just get obsessive with it. Like I just Mm -hmm. keep going and I don't stop. So I have to, well,
0: that's where I like that pre-planning basically of physically write it down or type it out and say, This is the one thing I'm doing in the morning. So that means I didn't have to get up hours and hours before they did. You know, I just needed to be up an hour or so before they are. That's Mm -hmm. one thing. Afternoon, two things. So basically, you're just doing three things a day in the business. So you can write out the month that way. Okay, you know, that's the three times five. So 15 things times four. 60 different actions or projects I'm going to do this month. So you do that for your summer as a whole, And don't like keep yourself strictly to it. But then that will give you an idea is what I want to accomplish in my business, even doable this summer, or do I need to hire some childcare for a certain number of days of the week so that I can do more of these 60 to 90 minute things. And if not, if you're like, no, no, I think three months of, you know, 60 actions a month is going to work, then it's great. There is no guilt about turning off the business hat, turning on the mom hat for th- 4 hours, you know, and saying, "Okay, kid time now." Because you know, you're you are going to get it all done by the time it's school time again.
1: I think yeah, I think that is part of my issue as well is not looking ahead and I'm not doing things with enough intention um in planning writing things out that far in advance and put it on a calendar I think I have to sit down and actually see it in front of me like you said is it is it realistic
0: yeah just brain and, dump all the things that you're thinking of because I think even just getting it out of your head is going to remove a lot of that pressure
1: yeah and yeah having like those goals and seeing where they would fit in if they can, like you said. So I'm almost, I know, I know I'm looking at my summer with unrealistic expectations already. So it's like, I have to look at the months and the weeks and say, no, this, this is doable and take that pressure off.
0: Yeah. And that way, you're not feeling like, shoot, I needed to make progress in five different areas of the business at once. It's, well, these are the 15 things I can do this week. So what's my focus for this week? Or what part of the project that is this month's focus can I do this week? Because you know it's finite. And so you aren't putting these crazy expectations on yourself. You're like, see there, I made my progress, made my progress. And in six weeks, look, this is going to be done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely a, a struggle of mine is um, as I have like the, 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 the big vision Mm -hmm. and then scoping it down, working it that way. And back from the the grand vision of, okay, how do, what little steps make this grand vision come to be? That is, that is part of the issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well,
0: and that's two different kinds of people, you know, the visionaries and the detail people, and I'm pretty good at the step it down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And see, I always thought I was like a really detailed person. Like I see the details, but then when it comes to something like create, like creative, then it's like, I can't, but I see like physical details in Mm -hmm. front of me. I think that's what it is. Now that I'm talking to you about this is if it's a physical detail, like if I look around my house and I can see all the little things out of place, but if it's something that I'm creating, it's like I can't see the details from what I'm creating. Is it's that two different me? kinds of being a detail person? Yeah. yeah. See, and I I don't I thought it was like, well, I'm detailed and so I should be I should be good at this, you know, and then getting mad at myself because I'm not. And
0: yeah, it's just that's, that's not is... your particular skill set. And that's something no. bigger in business. It'll be really helpful for you hire that out to somebody you're like, we're gonna do this in the business. Uh go write the action steps for me and <laughs> you can go yeah. do half of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Cause I'm telling you that is a holdup right now. Those, mm-hmm. those, those, yeah. I see the end thing and I'm like doing the end thing. I'm like, wait a minute, but I have to have the, this, this foundation built first. I have to have all the systems in place. Oh mm-hmm. wait, how do I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think it's just the creation brain. Like I'm just creating and yes. yeah. So that's the hard part, but I'll have to, I'll have to Be more intentional with my thoughts around my week and weeks. I should probably take it slow and look at, okay, a week. Let's see if I can stick with this for like a week of picking, you know, two to three things a day. Mm -hmm. What would that look like? That just feels so overwhelming. I mean, just thinking that. like,
0: And if that's too overwhelming... You've been working with this non-planning process. You just sat down and you picked a certain some things to work on. You can do that for a little while too, if that would feel easier and better to you. Sit down, open up your laptop, cross off the one task in 60 minutes. Okay, mom time. Quiet time, open up the laptop, do one task. Time for a break, do another task. Okay, I'm done for the day. And do it without any of the planning or the pressure of how far am I on my overarching creative vision. And just do it that way until you... Start feeling antsy and like I do want to see how far I've come, and then you worry about oh, planning.
1: Okay, yeah. See, I started at the end. <laughs> I kind <had> of <to> bring <laughs> it down into like smaller, smaller steps. But yeah. you only
0: plan if it's fun for you, basically. If you really have to, and if if you don't, if you're if you're keeping yourself on track and sitting down and creating every day, you can go pretty far in just doing that. If that's your personality.
1: Okay. I think that's part of it is, is, um, figuring out if the way I naturally operate is actually getting me somewhere in my business. Cause it is hard to see that. And maybe that maybe too, it's because I'm at the beginning and it's harder to see that, but, um, not. And as usual, when you're, when you're this early on, it doesn't really feel like you're going anywhere. It just kind of feels like you're spinning your tires, but but I it's know so
0: much of that foundational building stuff, it feels like there is no progress until poof, suddenly the foundation is poured. And you're like, oh, wow, now I see. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And then and then choosing the thing, like choosing the tasks that are actually going to do that, because it's <laughs> it's hard to know what what is going to be the thing that knocks over the other things that's going to move you forward. That can yes. get tricky.
0: Yes. And if that, again, and if that is feeling too stressful to find out, you can just say, fine, I'm just picking a thing because any progress is better than waiting to make the right quote unquote progress and then not choosing something at all. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, Andrea, and letting our listeners see what it looks like to practically move forward in a business, especially when you've got your kids home all the time for summer break. And I hope these new strategies will make a big difference for you.
1: Oh yeah, I've got my notes. I appreciate <laughs> Alyssa and I can't wait to start using some of this stuff and, and taking some of, the, some of the weight and the stress off my shoulders here.
0: Wonderful. And remember, if you want calls like this every week, for Taylor, to you and your problems, just fill out this quick application to get started working with me because I want you to be an amazing work-at-home mom and actually be able to get everything done. So let's make sure you truly love your work-at-home mom life.
1: Head on over to the link I've included below and let's do this. That's all for now. Have a wonderful day.